For much of the late 90s and early noughties, it was difficult to turn on TV without seeing someone claiming to be a psychic of some sort. Daytime television, like the Montel Williams show or Larry King Live, would often be visited by one of these individuals, offering their take on various current events. And no topic was off-limits. If it was in the news, they had information. But one would reign supreme, with over 40 books under her name, a brash attitude and predictions that would convince the Kardashians that she had foreseen the coronavirus pandemic way back in 2008. But was she a woman with bountiful gifts, or was she simply a charlatan who appeared to share a wardrobe with Carol Baskin? Welcome to Fakes and Frauds. I'm Glennis, and I'm joined today by the lovely Harry Monaghan. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> Harry is a comedian uh, and a fellow podcaster. Harry runs a podcast called Weekly Shop with Anya Magliano, and a selection of guests, including Maisie Adam and Marsha Belsky. 10 out of 10, would recommend. Oh, thanks for the review. You're welcome. Uh, if you wouldn't mind popping that on iTunes, because yeah. we need all the reviews we can get. Yeah, how many you got right now? Over three. So okay. That's... We're doing good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's only two of you, so really. Yeah, and look, I, what I'll say is only one of them is uh, a fake or a fraud review. Okay. Other two just randos. They're all reviews. One of them was written by me. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. Re- I feel like you're looking at me and I've already revealed my secrets. Yeah. That's the power. That's why I do the show, you know. Yeah, Nothing... You're debunking myths. It's. I'm a true serum in the form of a little lady. <laughs> um, thanks for coming. This is nice. So we've got quite the episode today. Uh, this episode is, uh, is, is special. It's special because we are in the actual same room. Yeah. Very exciting. It's also special because we, uh, we will be discussing... <laughs> Honestly, Clovis has a hell of a job today. <laughs> We're off to a flying start. Okay, it's special because we're talking about a special lady, okay? Yeah. She's very special. Yeah. Do you... So you're a fan? Uh, hey, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that's Maybe that's something we discuss at the end. We we are here to just give the facts, okay? Okay. It is known as a very unbiased yeah. podcast. There's no judging going on. We're getting to the bottom of it. We're getting to the bottom of it in approximately 45 minutes. Yeah. We are, yeah, we've got a job to do. Uh, so we're going to talk about this lady, right? And then Harry is going to join us for his own little... So, yeah, because look... Greatest Hits? Is that what we're calling it? What's going on? I mostly would like to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Derek Okora. Okay. That is my personal uh, favourite psychic. Right. And I feel like you're you're not from England. No, nope, never no heard offense. of this man. Uh, he, <laughs> I am proudly not from England, thank you. He is a household name in right. the UK. He's our main man yeah. when it comes to psychics. Uh, and he has a sort of panache that I think you would love. Okay. Um, so. Great. So today we are looking at the life of one of the most famous self-proclaimed psychics of the present day, the lady, the legend, 
Sylvia Brown. Now, there's much to be discussed about TV psychics and the whirlwind that they had uh, on television in the 90s and noughties era. But today, we will be focusing on one special one in particular, of course. If you would like to hear about other ones, you're interested in this kind of thing, drop us a little line. Hello at fakesandfrauds.com. We will uh, make a way through the case suggestions. But without further ado, let's look into the bizarre life of Sylvia Brown. So... Sylvia was born Sylvia Celeste Shoemaker in 1936 in Kansas City, Missouri. She was raised Catholic and is reported to have a psychic grandmother who encouraged her to engage with mysticism. She is noted as saying she began having visions at the age of five. So in 1964, Sylvia made the move to California, the intention of dedicating her life to helping people by way of her unique spiritual gifts. It wasn't long before Sylvia's move that she began making quite the name for herself across the country. In total, Sylvia wrote over 40 books on the topic of the paranormal, some becoming international bestsellers. But Sylvia really hit the big time when she began appearing on daytime TV. Larry King Live was known to have Sylvia on the show to weigh in on various events, and Montel Williams frequently had her on to speak with distraught families of missing people or to pass on messages from recently deceased loved ones. So look, she's she's here and she's sort of just giving hope to families, is what she would say, right? Some could see that as beautiful. Some could see that as beautiful, but it's also she's doing it to become rich, which I think in the end of the day makes it, I don't want to say evil, but definitely immoral. Um, I've never, you know... I've never, I would never consider sort of impersonating someone's dead relative for financial gain. No? Would you? Maybe you've not even in the pandemic? Work was slow? <laughs> Work was slow. I feel like though, look, I think this is the golden age for psychics. This is my theory. Okay. You can do it on Zoom now. Yeah, but you've always had Cleo. Who's that? The The lady. <laughs> on the television you know the column i'm not gonna do an accent oh yeah you know like t- telly you yeah. call the number that costs like five pounds a minute yeah i because i used to my old boss used to have like a life coach who was a psychic and she used to wow. skype her during like in the office in front of everyone like get like spiritual advice from her Wow. And I feel like that is the move for, for a psychic. I feel like keep it local. Yeah. Don't tell anyone where, you know, don't tell anyone about dead people. Because I feel <laughs> like that is where you're getting into territory where you're going to be debunked. If you're just like, I'm a psychic. Oh, what shall I do in my life? Just work hard. Uh, try your best and follow your heart. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just gave that away for free as well. That's just yeah. a taster. Where can, where can could, we get more of it? Because we did one day at work, the same boss paid for us all to get palm readings. Yeah. And he gave me some good advice. He said, uh, you should be more assertive. You should moisturize, <laughs> moisturize your hands more. <laughs> uh, and it was quite, I found, I really enjoyed the experience, but it was just quite nice to have, have someone sort of touching your hands for a bit and i feel like that is <laughs> that is a lot of the appeal of it yeah just like a sort of softly spoken man giving your hands a bit of a <laughs> i don't want to say a caress but that's what happened mm, mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I like, I was hypnotized once. Wow, that's, and, that's an episode. And, uh, and it was, it was really funny, actually. I was like 17. I was living in Vancouver and, um, yeah, there was like some like hypnosis school. So, I mean, like any sort of poor person. Oh, you've you're, got a practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an amateur. Um, and I, <laughs> I think that it did work. Yeah. But I also, and I left, you know, feeling great. Yeah. But I also was just lying in a nice room with incense and yeah. again, someone with a nice voice speaking to me. Yeah. Whether or not that like cracked my subconscious is neither here nor think- there. In hypnotist school, you you arrive on the first day, and if you come and you've got a voice, that's like hello. They're like, <laughs> I know this isn't for you. Yeah. So through Sylvia's TV appearances and frankly excessive books, had won her a spot as an unofficial top American psychic. It wasn't long though before Sylvia began making some frankly grave errors. She did not take Harry's tips. See, Sylvia was a fan of what is called cold reading, which is basically means she makes statements about random people in the hopes that it will resonate somehow with someone in the audience. But unlike many TV psychics, Sylvia was not vague about her information. Though many would ask the audience if anyone had a connection to a recently deceased person with M or J in their names, which were the most common uh, letters um, of the kind of generation that would have recently passed at the time. So lots of James, Jims, Marys, Marthas, etc. Sylvia would often be much more direct and many would raise eyebrows. In 1999, Sylvia made an appearance on the Montel Williams show where she was visited by the grandmother of Opal Joe Jenkins, a young girl who had been kidnapped from Texas a few months earlier. The woman begged Sylvia for answers. Sylvia told her, quote, She's not dead, but what bothers me? Now, I've never heard this before, but she was taken and put into some kind of slavery thing and taken to Japan. The place is Kukaro. So she was taken and put on a boat or a plane and taken into white slavery. This is insane. I didn't fully know that she said that. I've done a little bit of research, but that, to me, makes me think... She must believe she's actually a psychic. Because I think that is the question is, is she a proper fraudster or does she believe mm. she's a psychic? Mm. Or like, is she just say, is, she, is one of her big things that she's so specific that people would go, well, it's got to be true. Let's go you to know? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get to Japan. Um, and like, is that a thing? I think if you've watched like a Liam Neeson film, maybe. <laughs> Does she go to Japan? Uh, I think she goes to Eastern Europe, which is in okay. a way the sort of Japan of Europe. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah. So this was, um, it's quite the bold statement. We can all agree. Now, I can imagine obviously hearing this would be quite a surreal experience. Uh Again, the preciseness of it, despite how ludicrous it may sound, could easily encourage people to to believe her. But of course, this was not true. It was uncovered a few years later that, very unfortunately, she had been kidnapped and killed by a local man. There was no sort of uh, Japanese slavery link. 
and string of bold, yet false, <laughs> statements regarding missing children kept coming. She did not learn from her mistakes. Mm. She was just on a roll. So the parents of Sean Hornbeck, uh, for true crime uh, enthusiast, will probably recognize this name. He was a boy who went missing uh, in 2002 in America. Um, his parents also called on her for help. They were told that he was dead and buried between two boulders. Sean, very fortunately, was found alive four years later. Great news for Sean and his loved ones. Not so great news for Sylvia. She's getting in hot water. But arguably, Sylvia Brown's most criticised fuck-up was in 2004, when she told the mother of a young woman named Amanda Barry that her daughter was, quote, in heaven and on the other side, and that her last words were, goodbye, mom, I love you. Well, that's, I bet that, when that first happened, that was quite an emotional moment. Yeah, of course. Like, you're like, okay, well, she's gone, but, you know, to, to know her last words, that must probably bring a lot of comfort. In reality, Amanda was not dead, but being held captive with two other women by a man named Ariel Castro in Cleveland, Ohio. Amanda and the two other women managed to escape in 2013. Unfortunately, Amanda's mum had passed away by then and was never able to find out that she was actually alive. That is tragic. That is next level fucked. Yeah, horrendous. I don't know, do you remember when those three women were feigned? Yeah, I kind of do, because they based that TV show on it, did they? Uh... Uh, there was a clip that went viral. I can't, what did the guy say? It was this very sort of like eccentric man who was like, basically did this whole speech where he was like, yeah, I knew it was fucked up because this yes. white girl came and yes, came and hugged me and that. that's when you know something's wrong <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, um, I remember that. That was, to be honest, this whole, like that was big in the news and that was a big deal. But from all the sort of lists you're, you're giving me of Sylvia's crimes, there seems to be a lot of kidnappings. I didn't know there were that many. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or is she just weighing in on every single one? I think she's spreading her seed. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure she had many things to say about old Maddie. Though maybe that would have been a slightly... She might have calmed down by then. Anyway. Um, yeah, so obviously so heartbreaking to know mm. that this woman passed away not knowing that her daughter was, was alive. Um, and, you know, we can thank Sylvia single-handedly for that. Um, but, so... So what does Sylvia have to say for herself here? You know, especially with this case, it got a lot of publicity. Well, she took to Facebook to share the following message. For more than 50 years as a spiritual psychic and guide, when called upon to either help authorities with missing person cases or to help families with questions about their loved ones, I have been more right than wrong. If ever there was a time to be grateful and relieved for being mistaken, this is that time. Only God is right all of the time. My heart goes out to Amanda Berry, her family, the other victims and other families. I wish you a peaceful recovery. There you go. I feel like she's, you know, she's playing the Bre Brexit card. She's like 52% of the time. All of the time I'm right. You know? <laughs> and like, she knows that no one's going to be able to measure that. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, it's sad, but maybe, look, maybe we're just focusing on the lows. Maybe if you, you're a pro-psychic podcast, you've got a list hey, of her achievements. I never said I was an anti-psychic you know, right? podcast. Has, has she ever found a kid? 
I do not think she has ever come out of a building <laughs> with a child in her arms. Um, also, yeah, she seems to imply that, that authorities go to her, which is That's... interesting. Terrifying. It's America, though. Yeah, I've heard of that happening, but maybe that's just like in a TV show. Yeah. Like you go to the psychic too. Yeah. I'm uh, starting to suspect that our friend Sylvia here is, uh, is a big old sack of shit. Uh, that's what I wrote yesterday. <laughs> I was feeling very sassy. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we don't know her, right? So she could be a great person. Yeah. Um, I think probably what would be fair as a very unbiased podcast, is is to go to go to you know someone who knows her, okay, the closest source. I like this. So we've got her God. child on the phone now. Um, no, I think I think you know we need to give her a fair shot. So Sylvia's personal life she's she's had five husbands, right? No problem with that. Take them where you can get them. Now one of these men was called Gary Duffresny. <laughs> I appreciate that my um, uh, insecurity in pronouncing that name turned into a beautiful song. Gary DeFresny, let's call him that. They they married when uh, Sylvia was just 23. They were married for 13 years. Wow. That's a good chunk, right? Yeah. During this time, the couple lived in California and Sylvia was hosting tarot parties at their home. Gary recalls one evening while washing up following one of these events, he asked Sylvia how she could lie to these people about having this spiritual gift. To which she replied, quote, screw them. Anyone who believes this stuff ought to be taken. She later referred to Gary as, quote, a liar and dark soul entity, but at least the asshole gave me children. Which I very much appreciate. I'm kind of on her side there. Like, why Why is he snitching? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, you're watching your ex-wife yeah. do all this shady shit. Yeah. Get rich. Yeah. Real, Without real you. rich. She was probably like a local psychic when they were together, you know? Yeah. You don't see much like young Sylvia about, you know? She, she, She's more of a sort of aging celebrity. Like she was famous when she was 60 plus, you know? Mm. I did find a photo of her when she was younger and she looked older than she did when she was older. <laughs> <laughs> not, not sure how that works. Also, uh, I think we should all just appreciate her haircuts. Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, gone through the montages, but oh my days. Yeah, that's the spirits working through her. Is it? Yeah. 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 The the fringe fringes. Yeah. Um That's what you want from your psychic though. You don't want some guy to just turn up in a you know in a shirt and trousers starting to tell you'd be like, Are you a Scientologist? What's going on here? You want a larger than life character. Yeah. Yeah, because she she's a show woman. She's, she's a special lady. That <laughs> needs to needs to be shown. Um, right. So it seems um, that those who have experienced the behind the scenes Sylvia are also not fans. So that's that's unfortunate. So now, if Sylvia didn't cross your paths for the aforementioned antics, perhaps you recall one of the more recent headlines that she made. We're going back to March twenty twenty. Great time. I would say favorite, favorite chapter of the COVID series. Yeah, it was good. We were indoors a lot, uh, you know, just waiting for some guidance, which I think. Sylvia yeah. Could and that, that guidance 
was presented in the form of Kim Kardashian tweeting a photo of a page in one of Sylvia Brown's 2008 books entitled End of Days. (laughs) The excerpt reads, In around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread through the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and the bronchial... (laughs) Bronchial? Bronchial? Bronchial tubes? Look, if you say it, I'm not going to (laughs) argue. Okay, bronchial tubes, here we go. And the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself is it will suddenly vanish almost as quickly as it arrived. Attacking again ten years later and then disappearing completely. That, look, I, I read about that and there's a lot of people saying, oh, kind of debunking it. But I actually think it's spot on. Like That is a bit bo- big prediction to get right. What do you think? Are you not uh, well, convinced? What about the part where it says it disappeared as quickly as it arrived? Well, look. Because, I it's mean... Been two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a... Um, that's relative, though. You know, you know, if we're... If it's gone well, the by... bat, the bat situation, that was like late 2019. The bat, yeah, you had the bat. Um, so it arrived quite slowly. So in a way, it is leaving as quick as it arrived, which is not very quickly. Um, okay. Look, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> fight her corner a little bit. I think right. she's not charisma, here to defend herself. Her charisma has rubbed off on me. I do. Yeah. I am. I don't want to say a fan because I don't want to sort of condone her actions. But also, if we believe this, it's coming back in 2030. It could do. Get get your uh, don't throw your mask away. Yeah. Keep these. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously this kind of went went viral on the internet. Um, a few other fun bits from old Sylvia. Um, just, you know, various claims she's made, yeah. you know, now that you are looking to her for guidance. So apparently the rising uh, infertility rates um, is actually due to spirits. Okay. Right? So uh, she said... As the end of day closes in, fewer and fewer spirits will choose to reincarnate and be around when life on Earth ceases to exist. The fewer spirits waiting to come here, the fewer fetuses they'll need to occupy. And the fewer the fetuses required, the fewer the pregnancies. Um, Oh, good news. Yeah. Blindness and deafness will no longer be a thing uh, from... Thank God. From... Uh, last year <laughs> so um she sylvia's noted saying that quote uh, a tiny digital device could be placed in the frontal lobes of the brain that would create or reactivate normal healthy communication between the brain and the eyes and quote development of a synthetic material that perfectly duplicates the human eardrum leading to a quote virtual end of deafness sylvia's gone sci-fi and Sylvia needs to call up Charlie Brooker. That's what she needs to yeah. do. That seems realistic, but obviously I don't think we're that close to it, you know, maybe in a hundred years. Yeah. And you just kind of think that if that was a, like a obtainable thing, it would, would have been done. Yeah. I don't think they're holding that back. Yeah. You know, if they, if they discover like a cure for blindness. Yeah. And also like we've already come like a huge way. 
Yeah. You know, lasers in the eyeballs and stuff. Lasers. I've seen those videos of like people hearing for the first time. Oh, the babies. Babies, but also, you know, grow older kids. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And colorblind people with those glasses. Have you seen them? Again, there's great YouTube videos of them seeing color for the first time. Wow. Imagine that. So maybe, you know. But it sounds like if if this comes, then we won't get those videos. Because it would just be a chip in the brain. So do you think it's YouTube? Do you think it's YouTube that's holding holding this back because they're getting all the hits from the videos? I didn't think it until you just said it now. And to me, you've cracked the code. Yeah. So don't come for me, YouTube. Um, Okay, personal favorite, though. Um, She has stated that various religions will come together to create a, quote, global interfaith coalition. Wow. That is never going to happen. I'll tell you that. But, no, because they'll work together. They'll help feed and clothe and and provide shelter to those who need it around the world, right? Right. Yeah. And um, they'd also, they'd they'd operate in these pyramid-type buildings. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. They call them healing centers, right? And uh, you could take courses in spiritualism. It looks like she's trying to start her own religion. Well, um, unfortunately, that will not happen. Because, you know, I know you're asking, yeah. where is the big brown now, cow? <laughs> <laughs> she's dead. She's dead. And we're sure that she's not... Uh... She's dead. Hiding in Japan. She died from heart failure in 2013, at the age of 77. Rest in peace. And before you make any jokes about her not being able to predict her own death, yeah. please allow me to tell you yeah. that she did give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> in 2003, she told Larry King live that she believed she would be kicking around until she was 88, only 11 years off. Did she die at 77? Yeah. It's kind of close in a way. 77, 8, yeah. <laughs> 11 times table. If you know it, which I did. <laughs> yeah, she was actually just looking at the chart <laughs> in her child's room and was like, oh, somewhere around here. Could be 888, I don't know. You should change the name of this podcast from Fakes and Frauds to Real Psychics and Heroes, who I definitely believe. Yeah. I don't have any merch made, to be fair. I might as well. I feel like her spirit thing about infertility is very uh, sort of New Earth Christian, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because she she seemed to, uh, yeah, be Catholic. Yeah. Why do these... So it's like, you know, obviously people who believe in, in... The big man upstairs, they're like, you know, God has a plan. Yeah. It's kind of narcissistic to think, and his plan for me was yeah, to be the best. But people do think that. They think their talents are from the Lord, don't yeah. they? I yeah. mean, who are we to say? You know, yeah, because to be honest, if This is I, an unbiased... Here's, here's the thing. If I was God, I'd probably... Be put a few psychics down yeah just to fuck things up just to see what they did yeah 
you know. But I mean, I and mean... then give them wrong information. Go on, say she's in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> They're never gonna know. And then you everyone's know. like ridiculing them. But you know. <laughs> like, fuck, are you serious, God? You did this last week, and he's like. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the big question is, like, do these people believe mm. that they are, you know, receiving this information from somewhere or are they complete just scam artists? And I think, like, so I was raised very Christian, right? Yeah. And I, I'm an atheist now, but I, when I was raised Christian, like, there's a lot of kind of conversation around this feeling yeah. of, like, Jesus like, you can just feel God when he's with yeah. you and stuff. Yeah, because people think God is speaking to them when they're praying. Yeah. And, um, and like, you know, having this, a lot of people talk about this kind of personal connection with mm. God and, yeah. you know, Jesus and whatever. And as an adult, looking back on it, it's like, I mean, those feelings were real. Yeah. Those feelings were hormones. <laughs> yeah. And you know, liking the music, the music's like a huge part of it. Yeah. And like, you know, even just feeling like sentimental or nostalgic, like all these things that are feelings. Yeah. Probably not from God, they, you know. And so I wonder if people who, you know, believe themselves to be psychic, like often just kind of have a bit of crossed wires in terms of like, like maybe Sylvia was, was, there was something about Japan in her head because she had a fucking... Yeah. sushi for dinner you know like yeah. maybe <laughs> like maybe there was some kind of thought about ja japan yeah it was in there and she sort of believe just believed in herself too much yeah you know yeah and it's probably i feel like because i imagine they all learn like cold reading uh technique and they probably rationalize it as like a way of like channeling the sort of gift, the feeling, mm. like this is how you put these words out there and then, you know, you let the feeling well, you mm. sort of go through you. Yeah, and I and I always think that it's like, uh, you know, as simple as like just like letting thoughts come to your head, you know? Yeah. And then be like, that was the spirit. Yeah, so so that's Sylvia Brown. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings. Look, she she makes bold claims and that's what made her famous, but mm. that was her undoing. But was it her undoing? Because she still sold books. She was still knocking about, you know. I saw a clip of her on a YouTube compilation video of psych psychic fails. Uh and she someone's husband was missing. And she says, oh, he was, he's in open water and he drowned. That's why you can't find him. Oh. And she's like, he was in 9-11. <laughs> oh. Which is tragic, but also it's very interesting watching her scramble in the moment. Yeah. To be like, yeah, he, it was all the, they were trying to put the fire out, actually. That's where the water came from. Wow. What a gift. So, what a gift. Sylvia, fake or fraud or real psychic? What do you think? A real fucking legend. <laughs> I mean, I, I read an article as well, which I probably should have put in here. About this guy, it was, in, it was in the Guardian because, yeah. Yeah, of course it was, sitting in South London. Anyway, um, 
this guy who went on this cruise, he like really wanted to interview her, but of course she's like, no, I don't do that. And he went on this cruise and it was all for, uh, for her and people who, who admired her. And, you know, in the evenings they would kind of do these things where people would come up and be like, you know, they get one question, one very specific question and she answers. Um, and she, I think she went a little bit funny in the end because she was saying stuff like people were like, oh, will I ever have a good relationship with my father? Or no, I think a woman was asking about her, yeah, will I ever get to sort of reunite with my daughter? Um, I guess they were like sort of, what do you call it when families break Estranged. Up? Estranged. And, um, and Sylvia was like, no, she's toxic. Don't ever speak to her. Like oh, really hard stuff. That's not, because I feel like what you need to do if you're a psychic is just give general decent advice. And like advice that like maybe makes people feel good. I mean, yeah. maybe that may, maybe she thinks that that could help like to kind of. That's in. That's insane. She's actually lost me with that one. Yeah. Oh, there's much more, much more than that <laughs> came from. But um, but yeah, like these really kind of like forget about it, move on, like all oh, it's not like yeah. it's gonna be okay, don't worry. Yeah. Um and um and and, and so yeah, then this journalist was talking about how afterwards, you know, he he would speak to the people and go, like, did was that helpful for you? Um and a lot of the people would respond saying, like, well, actually, it wasn't correct. Like yeah. when people would ask more specific questions about, you know, um, I think there was someone who was talking about, you know, their ex-partner or something who had who had committed suicide and she was trying to, you know, get help from Sylvia to sort of come to terms with it. And Sylvia was saying things like he um, was bipolar, which if you're guessing. Yeah, of course. Decent like, guess. Yeah. But apparently in this specific situation, the guy had some kind of weird like bone disease or something. And so it's something very physical that basically kind of pushed him over the edge in terms yeah. of the pain. Um, and so the guy was like, well, like, what? so what did you think when she said that? And she was like, oh, well, you know, it, you know, it's still nice to see her and that kind of thing. So yeah. a lot of people, I think, are kind of playing along with it. Yeah. And then, of course, this is probably giving her a bit of false confidence and... <sighs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, she she flew close, too close to the sun in a lot of ways. Exactly. Um. So I would say to our listeners, uh, don't don't um take advantage of people. Yeah, I agree with that. And just want to say that on record, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, he's on board, and um maybe maybe make sure that um you've got a good hairdresser oh mm. speaking of hairdresser i totally forgot to tell you yeah i look like the fourth member of atomic kitten at the moment because i went to the hairdresser and they fucked it up i think it looks nice okay know, that's very kind of you but it's streaky <laughs> as fuck yeah that's, that's i also now. just that's remember in. i know but i don't want to be in there <laughs> Um, also I, um, just realized that I told my hairdresser about the podcast. <laughs> I really hope he's not listening. Um, I, I, um, cool. I'm, I'm getting it fixed. I'm getting it fixed. Just in case you're okay, yeah. wondering. Thank you. That's fine. Great. Right. We've, we've looked at Sylvia. Yeah. She's not the only one. No. Who plenty. else do we got? 
We've got, well, as teased earlier, we've got Derek Akora. There's yeah. also another great one was Jonathan Edwards. I yes, I remember, remember him. him. He was American as well. He right? was good and he was very, he was, he was a lot camp, more. He was wasn't he? Yeah, and he, was, he had like a pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to like point with it. He was a lot more controlled because Sylvia did a lot of the live stuff. And I feel like that's that can get you. He's a lot more like pre-recorded. But Derek Hukora went down a different route, right? He's not doing these audience things, really. His bread and butter is most haunted, where they go to a haunted house, all night vision. They get everyone gets scared. And then he talks to the children. Is it usually children that are dead? I find that that's... There's definitely sort of Victorian children. Yeah, yeah. That kind of spooky. It's more spooky, but he, what he does, which is an absolute bold move, is he has the spirits talk through him. (laughs) So he will talk as a Victorian child and be like, oh, I'm so cold. And like, (laughs) do a sort of impression of a dead child. um, As if it's speaking through him, which is absolute in insanity but people like it people believe it and i think what he's almost you know he did that for years and i think it was getting a bit stale and then after the death of michael jackson he did a seance for michael jackson right and this well can you you can so you can like dial into one yeah, they went. <laughs> I thought I thought it was usually just a whatever comes around. It is, but what they did was they went to a like a hotel in Ireland that he stayed at once. <laughs> right? So yeah. it's like the budget can't af- afford them to go to America. So they're yeah. like, where has he been? Right near here. Yeah, That's he like obviously a left cheap his spirit flight. there. So you know, he they go there and it's him and five Michael Jackson super fans, right? Um, and so they're all around there, two of them dressed as Michael Jackson. Which, I, well, in my mind, they were all dressed as Michael Jackson. Uh, and, you know, The Guardian wrote an article about this and they described it as the worst hour of television of all time. Because <laughs> it is definitely funny because he is again embodying michael jackson right he's speaking as michael jackson but he's also like this scouse man and he's saying things that michael jackson would never say <laughs> like he, up the reds <laughs> yeah it's he had he's done he just says love a lot he's like love 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 <laughs> like he's doing this michael jackson impression but these super fans are absolutely like bawling their eyes out crying because he's like we're friends talking to this guy we're friends and I think what I think people found very in bad taste was these are clear, these were five mentally unwell people who are, I think after the death of Michael Jackson, you saw a lot of people who adored him to a degree that wasn't based in rational decisions. And he is making them cry. He's embodying Michael Jackson. It's like, pure it it's almost a parody it sounds like a parody but it's real and i feel like people kind of got off the Derek Akora bus after that because when he's just going to a haunted house and sort of pretending to be a ghost Mm. it's not really hurting anyone yeah but again 
Like but, Sylvia, he flew too close to the sun. But do, do you think he was hurting... Like, do you think that those people were negatively affected by that? Or do you think just, like, in a more sort of abstract way, of course it's immoral, but in, you know, in these particular people's lives... They think they're friends with the ghost of Michael Jackson now. Maybe they can let him rest. Yeah. Take the glove off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe. Maybe. I think it was probably... That is true. I don't think he, you know, hurt them in that way, but maybe the show in general was I can't imagine that their their workmates were very supportive when they came back on Monday. It's like... Although, is it any more exploitative than the first round of X Factor, you know? Yeah. It's probably about the same. Yeah. Oh. So that's old Del Boy. Oh, and he God. is also passed on to the other side. Oh, you hang Derek. Uh, so, you know, if he ever wants to speak through me on this podcast, I'd be happy to receive him. If you start doing a Skanks accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I wish I had the sort of uh, balls of Derek Akora to do that. But I don't think I... I, I love the idea of a scouse psychic. I mean, I love the idea of a scouse anything. Yeah. Listeners of the podcast will know there's a, I have a very strong um, affinity for this cases. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I am, I am both happy and disappointed to know that this part of the world did not escape the, the grip of the TV psychics. Do you want to maybe like do a psychic reading now? Yeah, I think, um, I think that's probably the best way to um yeah okay ready yeah so shall i ask you a question it's a cat being crying in the background if you can hear that listeners just the psychics just the psych the, the spirits coming through yeah, it's like the, the cats uh the <laughs> sort of force from from the lord is coming down and scaring the cats all right here's a question for you and i just want you to like feel feel it for um okay what it, it's going to be about myself because uh all right what it what does the future what <laughs> what kind of because uh, i was going to ask a broad question but i don't think that's fair i'll try and ask something more s- specific am i going to be rich yes yes but we don't know if it's financially. Oh, <laughs> you're so good. <laughs> you may be rich in yeah. other resources, yeah, like friendship. You know, maybe, maybe, you know. Maybe we're all psychics. Maybe Sylvia Brain is wasn't lying, yeah. but maybe the rest of us are just lying to ourselves. Um, what a lovely treat. Thank you so much for joining me. I would love the listeners to find you on the internet. Yeah. Where would they do that? Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Harry Monaghan. I've got my podcast, which you mentioned earlier. Subscribe to that. The Weekly Shop with Anya Magliano and Harry Monaghan. Um, and look, I'm a stand-up comedian in London. Yeah. Have a look. look. Just open your eyeballs. If you go to a pub, go downstairs. I'm probably there telling jokes yeah. to no one so yeah. i need you will be in the utility closet <laughs> <laughs> should you need him 
Um, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, if you like this podcast as well, please do rate. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And very excited to be in season two. It's it's a uh, it's been a wild ride, and we are very excited to bring you even more amazing cases and guests. And uh, we shall see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>